All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of the Ashish David Show. I am feeling like Jackie Chan. I'm feeling like I want to do like some kung fu or something because it's season three. I've been getting like an awesome response for the show from all over the world. And uh, well, my guest uh, obviously looks Indian, but he's not in India right now. He discovered the show somewhere else. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to our guest and we're going to talk a lot about him we're going to pick his brains we're going to uh, find out you know why is he on the show and how can you be on the show as well all right because a lot of people want to get on the show right now and there's a lot of confusion as to you know how we can get you know what is the criteria so i'll just thoda sa tell you a little bit about the show the show is about connecting with people telling your life's unique story all right to everybody who watches the show and trust me uh, there are a few bunch of people who watch the show in 65 countries it's on 12 global platforms including instagram facebook youtube uh, spotify apple podcasts you name it we are probably there right now all right and the show is basically to tell stories to have conversations you know to feel like uh, we are not locked inside our house and this is not the end this is just the beginning this is just one of those valleys before one of those peaks comes back again and everything becomes fine and your wonderful life is handed back to you on the platter that it was before this shit storm hit us and with that i would like to give a huge welcome to this man in a red bandana my friend welcome to the ashish david show Hey guys, hey Ashish, hi everybody. It's exciting to be here. Ever since Ashish told me about this show and I've been following his shows, I've been following what he does. I think it's a great platform to be here and the way I look at it, the way I look at Ashish, I think he's doing a huge service to the community which is first and foremost attraction for me to be on this show. The reason why I love the concept is because he's getting people for people with a lot of information with a lot of art skills whatever they can bring you know to the plate for the people and it's an enjoyable thing it's 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 rocking to watch and hear and listen to folks talk about their accomplishments achievements and you know be on the show and rock and roll that's my Absolutely, feeling man. man i are you are you excited to be here man finally we had so many conversations now you're finally on the show how does it feel it feels phenomenally it feels i'm a celebrity <laughs> 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 bro and that is that is also one of the ideas of the ashish david show is to make you feel that you know whoever you are you're yeah. all right you're good enough you know you don't need to be anything better than what you already are and jo bhi aapki life mein abhi tak hua hai it is inspiring enough maybe not to that you know negative uh, colleague in your office who's always jealous of your success but yeah to like most of the world they are very happy to have you exactly the way you are so bro without any further ado let's talk a little bit about how you discovered the show and uh, what got you excited to be here so i connected with uh, you the uh, the ashish david uh, on facebook <laughs> uh, and i believe we connected you know through common interests which is rock and roll and metal and etc etc and then um i sh- i watched your shows i watched some of your songs some of your videos some of the work that you have done and it is exciting it is exciting to participate in the event where somebody is helping the community somebody is helping people this way like you know we t- we talk about community help and you got to go to this organization to do this that's fine that's a different way of service this is also a service 
And I would say that as far as I'm concerned and some music lovers are concerned, this is a huge service to the world of rock and roll in India and across the globe, wherever you are. Tell us your name and how would you describe yourself to someone who knows absolutely nothing about you? So my name is Anand Kulkarni. Primarily, everybody knows me by the name Andy. The name Andy, I've not self-imposed this name just because I live in Canada. This was given to me by someone I dated long, long, long time ago in grade 9 and 10. So she said, Anand, that kind of sounds boring, you know, with your personality. It should be more uh-huh. like Andy. You listen to rock and roll, you listen to Sabbath, Scorpions and Maiden. And if you tell someone, Anand Kulkarni, that's not so cool. So let's go with Andy. And then that name Andy stuck to me like glue. Tell us where you are from and what you sure. basically do in life. Um, so by education, I've done my bachelor's in French translations. Uh, that's a specialization uh, offered by University of Pune. After that, I did my master's in translations, interpretations, and alongside, I did a lot of Indo-French Cultural Center uh, advanced uh, diplomas, such as uh, superior diploma, commercial diploma, everything to do with French language. So right now, I'm working with uh, a corporation called uh, People's Trust Company, and I'm working with this company for the last uh, three plus years as a um, senior bilingual uh, support specialist. So I take care of all the support-related activities, administering the portal, and basically catering to the French side of Canada, um, which namely is Quebec, New Brunswick, and pretty much everything which is French-speaking in Canada is concerned. I want to know, um, you know, when, when, when did life start for you? When did music start for you? Tell us about your younger days when you were in, you know, maybe school and... What was life in Pune and that time of your life? So this is like we're going back uh, 88, 89 when I was in uh, grade 10th. And I was like, I uh, I was friends with this chick who became one of my, uh, uh, you know, uh, not obsession, you can say, but (laughs) sort of like a companion, you know. And then um, she said, hey, like, you know, I have um, these um, uh, rock show tickets. It's called Metal Mania. And would you like to participate would you like to come over i said yeah i've never seen a rock show let's let's do that so here i am you know telling my mom i'm going to somebody's place for studies and then sneaking out for a rock show Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my backpack and you know like the uh uh, split trousers and full shirt i didn't know how the hell should i go for rock show never had been to one so i went there and i there it was like a shock of my life because there were these bands one of the famous bands was performing agni uh, you know about Agni. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and then, then there was another band called Exhaust, which was again a very famous Pune band. And there was another one, which was, I believe it was Aryans. So these three giant bands. And mm-hmm. I, I remember Agni opened with um, with uh, Paranoid of Black Sabbath. And then they moved on to Living After Midnight. Then that's the way I want to rock and roll. And here, my adrenaline is pumping and coming out almost like, what the hell is happening here? And then came the other <laughs> band. They hammered us with Scorpions and Iron Maiden and uh, Sting and all of that. And then came Exhaust, like Van Halen and Extreme. And I'm like, what the shit is this? The next thing I know, two days after, I had four albums in my possession. Best of Scorpions, Best of Black Sabbath, Best of Iron Maiden and Best of Deep Purple. And that was my treasure for the longest time. So then that happened and I said, no, 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 no. I can't really stop right here. 
So I joined the, you know, guitar classes, bought myself, you know, one of those Gibson acoustic guitars with brown body. Gibson, and ladies neck. and gentlemen, with the V, which is exclusively <laughs> available in India for people who don't have any money. And don't, and don't confuse Gibson with Gibson. There's a big difference. Yes. There's a big difference. <laughs> the, the V and the B. Yes. And the B, yeah. So that was my first guitar. And then I started learning. Obviously, I mean, it was an effort because any string instrument, when you take up, it's not an easy task. You, you get calluses, you have to be persistent. But it happened, man. I was determined to do it. And I remember my first song was Holiday by Scorpions. And my God, it blew living daylights out of me because the position was like, let me take you far, far away. So, you know, like I was not into singing at the time because I was only concentrating <laughs> on guitar playing. But man, when I was able to figure that out and then the distortion pattern, what a pleasure it was. And just to play that tune on an acoustic Sounding pretty much similar to the original. That was an accomplishment. That was an accomplishment, you know. Obviously, when you when you do something right, as far as rock music is concerned, it boosts your inner self like anything. I started picking up um, a little bit, you know, difficult songs um, and graduate myself into playing Paranoid and then learning the solo and then living after midnight and breaking the law. And, uh, you know, the rhythm for Sweet Child of Mine. And that happened. Practice happened. A lot of determination happened. My mom uh, and dad, they bought me my first Ibanez CT series from Pune. I remember okay. there was a <clears throat> music store. And I, the guitar cost me, like, I think um, 10,000 rupees at the time. And obviously, Ibanez and 10,000 rupees in 94 was a big deal. Um, so I bought that. I got my Stranger amp and I got my Zoom pedal. And I was good to go as far as rocking is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the most interesting part, Anand, is... Uh, so there was this funny saying, you know, in the 90s and in the early 2000s in India, in rockers, there is yeah. a stranger in every home. <laughs> there was a stranger in every home. And you'd be surprised, you know, uh, Anand, I also bought, I think, my first stranger amp, which was like this big. It had like yeah. these two guitar inputs, okay, and yeah. uh, we would we would buy that, and it had like these huge, uh, you know, ray of uh, knobs, all right. Yeah. And the second one had like reverb and echo and all that shit. Yeah. And eventually, they used to get mud in all these, you know, switches, and everything would be like, you know, if you kick if you kick the app, noise of thunder used to come inside from it, you know. Like yeah, I had yeah, some yeah. very adventurous moments with that amp, which I recently <laughs> sold. As a matter of fact, it was with me for over a decade and a half. And yeah. I finally was like, I need to really give this to someone else now. So I gave it to this dude I know from church and he's using it now. But yeah, the stranger continues to be in a lot of homes in India, even today. To be honest with you, I I personal have personally have experienced that stranger amp and bass guitar also go very well because it gets that metal sound out of it somehow. So I found some like-minded individuals, friends who were into rock music. We got together. Okay, fine. Now we got together. We have a band. We have a rhythm guitar. We have lead guitar. We have a vocalist, blah, 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 bass, whatever. But the most important thing, where the hell are we going to practice? Because who's going to give us place for practice, you know? Uh, my uncle. He said, you know what, I have a vacant apartment 
you guys can use that for your practice and i was like thrilled man awesome a vacant apartment nobody to monitor we can do what the heck we want we can play as loud as we want and there we go we started the bandwagon practice one song two song three songs fifth day of our rever- rehearsal the guy living downstairs comes up he says to me my son is studying you either stop brand banging on this drum or i'm going to break your head and i'm like what and i'm like i called my uncle he's saying that he said okay just go with the flow don't do anything i don't want him breaking your head just get out there so there we go that place was gone and i'm we're like back to back to uh, zero like what are we going to do but you know like when there is a the will there is a way things happen universe kind of brings everything together and one of our friend was uh, you know generous enough to offer his um, it was kind of a semi terrace which was enclosed half so the sound wouldn't go out and we were we were happy like a lot of lot of friends and acquaintances and well wishers helped us like some people get offered their factory which was a little further than the city um so i mean it was all encouraging and you know at the end of the day at the end of everything my mom and dad like when all avenues were shut for us like we didn't have anywhere to go my mom said you know what nothing doing just get your gear at our place and they literally vacated their own personal space to offer us the rehearsal time the rehearsal place so in my mom and dad's bedroom you have a big drum kit in one corner you have these <laughs> two stranger amps you have this bass amp right here and everybody's equipment so the bedroom turned into a freaking studio in Whoa. no time yeah so um like i mentioned i was following my um, you know um, french literature specialization in um um if for the you know stream of bachelors and i was in ferguson college so that was happening parallelly with music both had equal importance and i had a super super busy schedule so my day used to start with college which was 7:45 start and in 7:45 um i had to be at the college i had to attend every lecture because it was a specialization could miss it or anything so 7:45 to 12 12:30 college do that um you know we used to have this joint called vaishali restaurant to go out there have coffees and some cigarettes and stuff like that go back home guitar practice um we take rest and then i had other classes go for those classes at like 4 4:30 again related to french language studies etc um because i wanted to make sure that music doesn't um overpower education and both streams are parallelly going smooth so do that and then get off at uh, so that was alliance française where i used to go and then get off get off there at like 6 6:30 come back home freshen up a little bit and then drive along with my friends to the factory i just mentioned about our rehearsal place um, and which was about like 20 kilometers from from my place um so go there you know practice those 10 to 20 songs every day get exhausted return back home at like 1 1:30 2 o'clock in the morning and then the same routine but we you know what we loved it it was rock and roll it was hardcore bandwagon and that's the way that's the way we wanted to rock and roll basically you know so while while you were doing all this you know it was it was quite a busy schedule it was quite hectic you know for a student to manage um what was the scene parallelly going on in pune were there other bands coming up were there a lot of local festivals was rsj doing something at that time what was the music scene like in your city yeah tell us a little bit about that 
in Pune, there were primarily these big bands called Strangers. Strangers was one of the big bands, and obviously Agni was one of the big <laughs> bands too. And we, they, we, we all were friends with each other. We knew Strangers, we knew Agni. We used to go for their rehearsals and stuff like that, get inspired and then come and do our shit kind of thing. Um, so uh, 1994-95, we performed at this AFMC festival where they had, where we had like a lot of bands, just like Mood Indigo, maybe not that greater scale, but quite a big scale. Um, so we played this, uh, you know, set of five songs, Sweet Child of Mine and Living After Midnight, Breaking the Law, uh, Sleeping in My Car by Roxette, etc, etc. And our performance, if not great, it was decent because we did what we were supposed to do. You know, we played it tight. That's what we did. And then after that, you know, we were enjoying, we were like, oh, wow, we did nice, etc, etc. And then two days after, we got this um, message from strangers that they wanted us to open for them at one of the biggest uh, rock shows at Symbiosis College. And we were like, holy crap, man, this is amazing. I mean, strangers is inviting us, which is a big deal. And we were like, okay, man. And then the whole thing started. We started rehearsing more uh, aggressively for the songs. We changed the list and everything. The popularity of our band slowly started, you know, picking up. Like we were not out there, but we were about to be be there kind of thing so people started recognizing okay these guys are into music and they do all right if not great uh, there was a huge encouragement for us some changes happened um, so we played the show with strangers and then um, and then we played uh, soon after i believe in two months we played another show with strangers in nastic again we opened for them so that kind of opened a lot of horizon for our band you know and while this was happening um, our vocalist left us basically for some personal reasons. And it was very hard to find a vocalist who could do uh, different bounce off different bands like GNR, ACDC, etc, etc. So we were like, what are we going to do? So we did some auditioning and stuff. Didn't really like much. And at the time, I used to play rhythm guitar, hard and heavy. I said, look, if we're not getting anything, let's just fucking get another guitar player and I'll sing. And I remember I had bought this cassette, Last Action Hero, that featured Megadeth, Angry Again, yeah, Big yeah. It was a great soundtrack. Tesla, Queensrack, and all that. I'm yes. like, holy crap, the song was Big Gun. I said, guys, let's start with Big Gun. They said, are you crazy? I'm saying, I'm not. I'm serious. Let's just do it. And the reason why is because I was heavily inspired by Agni's then vocalist, Bharat Swami. He used to do amazing ACDC. And I watched him do Big Gun. And I said, that's what I want to do. And believe it or not, we started our jam. And that scream, it just worked well. And then from then on, we like changed our set list. Big Gun, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Angry Again, all that started coming. And then... One of our, another of our um, accomplishments was they used to conduct this Woodstock in, um, in Pune at Talera Farms or something like that, where a lot of bands used to come. And we were part of that band. And believe it or not, I think that day there were about 20, 25 bands. And we were selected in one of the top five. Man, in 25 bands, when you get selected in the top five to perform, that's an accomplishment for young rockers like us you know young rockers with no money and we were happy because we were going to we were going to be able to play with another big band it was called easy meat i don't know if you've heard about easy yeah, meat yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were a phenomenal band these were the little accomplishment that we held on to and we kept ourselves energized for 
you know, bigger and better stuff. We went for our first Mood Indigo in 1997. And we had a massive set list. Like, we, we took another drummer, a solid drummer, who could play, like, Pantera and those kind of things. And, and then we went on. And you know how it is in Mood Indigo. You, like, one band, the next band is better than the previous. The next band is better than the previous. So we had, like, a huge thing to look forward to and at the same time save our reputation because when you play in mood mudai your reputation is at stake you make a fucking mistake your boot out of the state you know so we did that and we were happy i said you know what the essence is not to get selected in the top five or ten the essence is to play the set list play it right and you know leave that um positive impression on on the crowd and we did that. And what had happened is that I had bought a bass guitar for my bass guitar player, right? And I'm like, you know, what am I going to do with this bass guitar? Because I don't have a band anymore. And I don't know when I'm going to have a band. So I approached this musician friend of mine. I said, hey, um, if you want to buy a bass guitar, you know, I have this. He said, I want a bass guitar with a bass guitar player. I said, really? He said, would you like to play? I said, I've never played bass guitar, but... I don't mind because let's go. So this guy uh, was heavily into originals, no uh, cover uh, songs, but making more originals. So I said, I don't know any of your song. He said, that's fine. I'll come during my lunchtime, make yourself available. And, you know, I'll teach you all those uh, riffs or whatever I have in mind. And then you capitalize from there. I said, okay. So he used to come from, um, from his office during his lunch break of hour, hour and a half uh, to teach me bass riffs basically and i used to go sincerely we used to learn like two to three songs daily because he had a list of 18 20 originals so, so this is after a mood indigo and after the band had like sort of dispersed yeah. so i was still studying i was doing my uh by the time i was i'd started doing my masters so i used to okay. have classes in the morning and then i used to have free time in the afternoon um so i used to go to his place learn those bass riffs of new compositions and stuff like that and in the evening we used to uh, huddle up at uh, the Film Institute because in Pune, you have the Film Institute. Yes. And so, this guy had organized uh, band practice. Like, there were a lot of vacant rooms over there. So, they gave us one room and which was great. So, learn the songs in the afternoon, go there in the evening, 6.30, 7 o'clock, jam with the band, same routine the next day. Believe it or not, in one month's time, I was able to play 18 to 20 original songs on bass guitar. So I had my bass guitar was, a, you know, it was a Gibson bass guitar eventually. But then what happened, our practice, it was aggressive, extremely aggressive practice because this guy, he was the band leader and he was like, you got to do this, you got to do this. I said, okay, no problem. Let's do it. So we did that. One and a half months time, he brought me in studio. I remember the studio was called Ishwani Kendra Studio. We recorded our first album. It was called uh, it was called Ripcord Moksha, and the band was Mystic Frost. Um, and I was party to it. And we did that. We did those eight or I believe ten compositions in studio. Uh, obviously, our name started going here and there. You know, this band plays originals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then we got our opportunity, first opportunity to play um, solo with another Bombay band at Raz Rhino, and soon after agni picked us up and brought us with them again at raz rhino for a larger show 
and playing with Agni, opening for Agni, man, that was a huge <laughs> thing. Huge thing. It must and have I'll been a dream you, come true for you because you used to idolize the vocalist and, you know, used to yeah. follow the... Yeah, yeah. So, Agni was like, they were doing amazing at that time in, you know, between 1994 and 2000. So, playing with them was like a dream come true. You're right. As a musician, as an individual, you know, you had a high point with your first band, you know, you guys played Mood Indigo. But when things didn't work out and when, you know, the vocalist went his way and the band didn't last, um, yeah. you didn't actually just leave it there. You... Uh, you know, banked on whatever opportunity came your way and you made the most of it, right? So this yeah. is a kind of a lesson for, you know, anybody who's out there who's very much invested in a band, right? A lot yeah. of times it happens that, you know, people spend so much time practicing, uh, working hard and uh, kind of giving so much of their time and energy to one setup. And for whatever reason, you know, when one person leaves or something happens, you know, people get very disheartened and it's very difficult yeah. for them to sort of move on to something else. So I would just like to, you know, mention Anand's example and tell you that make the most of whatever situation you have, whether you are playing the guitar in a band, whether you're singing, whether you're playing bass. See, Anand is an example that he was like, okay, fine. Now this is a problem. This is a solution. Let's just work hard and see where it goes. So if you have, yeah. you know, that kind of a situation in life, no matter whether you're a musician, whether you're working as, you know, an accountant or a management student or an MBA, just make of whatever, you know, make the best of whatever opportunity you have and roll with it, right? What I believe is that when you do something passionately, you also have to mold yourself being flexible and for all the right reasons. And that flexibility, that, <clears throat> that humble humbleness, that adaptability. Um, it helped me a lot because it wasn't important for me what role I'm sticking to. It was important for me to be in music, make music, and it doesn't matter what genre I'm playing. You know, if I'm playing Beatles and Bob Dylan or Iron Maiden and Scorpions, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, acoustic guitar or rhythm or solos or vocals. Be there because you don't know. You're, a, you're kind of a fresh starter. You're a fresh rocker. You still have to find that niche in you of what you want to do or what you're going to do. If this is the need of the hour, and if you think that you're full, you can fulfill that need, so be it, man. Just roll yeah. with the flow. And there's nothing wrong. Bass guitar, great. And I got some phenomenal experiences learning bass from this individual and playing some amazing bass lines on um, a lot of good songs. You know, it teaches you. And that was huge. And right after the first album, I believe in less than six months, we recorded the second album, which was called Individual. Um, and I was blessed to be there on the second album because it's an honor. If somebody is asking you to play in studio with an investment of thousands of rupees. It's a great responsibility you have to perform, to be out there, to show up and to do the right thing. You know, like, yes, there were hurdles. There were, like, sometimes there were timing issues. Hey, the drum is not locking with the bass. Can you fine-tune it? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta take everything in stride. You gotta accept the feedback. And that's very important. Like, in this thing, if you don't adapt to the feedback, you're not gonna be able to do well. So taking feedback, working on the feedback, and going with the flow, that's extremely important. So if someone tells you, 
you know use vibrato yeah. less or uh, try to hit the notes more accurately see that is a factual feedback you know it's a yeah. fact yeah. you're either using that vibrato too much or too little yeah. or maybe yeah. you need to improve your breathing exercise you know so these are yeah. factual feedback so this is also for people who give feedback if you want to give feedback say something that you know do this and that will help don't just you know dole out your emotions that oh this is not good enough that's not bad enough because that doesn't give the other person any concrete path to follow you know telling someone you're stupid on their face um which is going to create a you know impulsive reaction than explaining to the individual hey you know maybe you should do this maybe you should do that and this is yeah. probably you what do you think about it <clears throat> there's a way there's a way and you know like i was fortunate a lot of people provided me with a lot of good feedback a lot of uh, positive feedback in a right way and you know i was able to capitalize on that one and then make those corrections which is very important for me so uh, you know being an experienced musician what what is the uh, sort of advice that you'd like to give anand to people who are maybe thinking of getting into music or uh, you know like their parents put pressure on them to get into some kind of hobby and they are wondering whether they should pick up an instrument or sing what what are the guidelines that you out of your experience would like to give to those people so i i would say that you know choose your instrument wisely i would say start from the basics um if you want to play guitar if that's what floats your boat do it but make sure you understand what you're getting into um a lot of folks they join guitar classes for the for the fun of it for the sake of it but when they they actually start practicing they they understand that it's not you know that um easy of a deal and then they leave those classes halfway in the in in the middle there are those that diligently follow and do what it takes to get those tones and get those notes right and go with the flow so my advice is be humble know what you're doing know what you're getting into enhance yourself theoretically and physically if you were to bring in a small piano and you know train your ears to understand the the sound and the tone do that do it 100% don't do it for the sake of presenting in front of people that's what a lot of people have made mistakes we have probably made the same mistakes of getting into uh getting onto the stage right away uh, practice rehearse hard work is extremely important there's no escape there is no escape you got to do a lot of hard work make sure that when you present your 100% you know it's like uh, appearing for the exam those people that are confident they'll probably watch movie prior to the exam those people that are not confident they'll keep studying till 11 till the last minute you know like they'll <laughs> study the whole but that's exactly the same principle as far as music is concerned if you're confident of what you're playing or rendering or presenting you don't have to be stressed you just go out there and do it but you got to make sure you got to know your sound you got to know the equipment you're using the processor the pedals the sequence everything you you got to know what you're doing go out there and then things are easier man if you go on stage and you don't know how to tune you're just relying on the tuner it's going to blow living daylights out of you you know like because on stage it's a completely different beast out there once your stage thousand people are looking at you watching you and anything that you do is visible right away so you got to be able to move around on stage professionally without letting people know that you are having issues you got to figure things out right away if plan a doesn't work 
move on to B and C. So you got to have that sequence of plans ready as well. You know, and we learned from experiences. We learned from experiences watching other bands, watching how, uh, you know, certain individuals do certain things, how to lay a pedal board, what are the sequence of pedals, what's the meaning of that? You know, should a bass guitar player in the band use that sound pedal? Is it necessary or not? Don't just use it just because your next door band is using that, you know? Like, there has to be a reason why you do what you do and why you do. All these things are important. If your vocalist, as far as vocals is concerned, if your vocalist is having issues hitting certain range, drop the song. It's not a, it's not a, you know, a hard and fast rule that he should be able to this, this, this. Be in your comfort zone. Start with what you're comfortable with. Once your comfort level rises, gradually move on to other stuff. I've seen bands like they try to do. Iron Maiden's Trooper and Hallowed Be Thy Name. And like when that, it, when it comes to hitting the high notes, it's down and you're messing up your reputation in front of people. Start with Beatles, start with Doors, start with Bob Dylan. Once you're great at that, graduate yourself into the next, uh, you know, type of bands or whatever. That's important. You know, like some of the bands I've seen in my time that playing Beatles, Doors and um whatever you know acoustic rockers was below their dignity no we want to play iron maiden we want to play metallica <laughs> no but are you ready for that you're not if you're not ready for that don't do it and make a fool of yourself like we've made that mistake i remember if i may yeah, yeah uh, we were playing yeah we were playing with this big band and it was um a phenomenal band and we were like having this oh man we'll see what they do and you know we have a set of metallica like we're playing uh, Jump in the Fire and uh, <laughs> Holy Diver and all that. And we selected these complicated songs. And, and that band came, I mean, we were, so, sorry, we were supposed to play before that. And we started, look, look, when you select complicated songs, your sound becomes complex. So that's what you got to know, how to handle your sound so the song selection sounds right. Right? When you're playing Four Horsemen and Jump in the Fire and Holy Diver, it has complex distortions. It has complex mixes. You know what I mean? And man, that, that show, we were almost saved from being booed because we didn't do our homework. That was a big lesson for us, that don't do anything stupid. Be, know your grounds, know your capabilities and go from there. But from there on, we didn't make that mistake. We thoughtfully chalked out the song list. This is the comfort zone. This is what we're going to do. If a vocalist can sing the first song and the 10th or 15th song with the same intensity, that's when you have made a right decision. Those are the kind of lessons we learn, sometimes the hard way. And sometimes you got to learn the lessons the hard way because you don't learn unless you learn them hard way. You know, like sometimes if you don't get that kick in your butt, you don't learn. Sometimes humiliation is important for you to be successful, to be out there, you know, like. Honestly, and everything matters, you know. We approached Raz Rhino, I remember, Mumbai. And we were like, you know, we're banned, we're vertigo and stuff like that. And he's like going up and down. We were like little skinny kids with, you know, uh, absolutely no rocker look. And he's like, really? At, mind you, we were playing pretty all right because Agni had endorsed us. They said that, like, this is a good band. But I mean, it matters. Like, this organizer is looking at us and like, really? Really? I said, well, what can you say, right? I mean, we're just like talking. There was no action. 
So, I mean, obviously, he saw us perform and he saw our demo and then he was convinced. But everything matters. Like, you know, how you talk to people, organizers, uh, your sponsors, everything, all this, the, everything is part and parcel of uh, your bandwagon that you want to, you know, put it out there, basically. 1999 was the year I got married. And then um, soon after, um, we moved to Delhi, actually, Gurgaon. We, I was working with uh, G Capital in Gurgaon. So we were living in Gurgaon. And um, music took backseat. I was like, okay, I'm married now and I got to work. I got to earn living and stuff. And it was good. Like, it was good life. You know, G was a phenomenal company. I went to France, lived there for a number of years, came back. And then one day in our cafeteria, I remember the, uh, the, the G location for me was 22A on that sector road. And in the cafeteria, I'm looking at this advertisement, vocalist required. I said, really? Here? And I said, okay. And then I was like, please call this number if you're interested. I said, damn right. And my <laughs> wife wasn't there. She was in uh, Dubai at the time. And I go there and I see like a bunch of people and there is a bunch of people sitting for auditioning and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, okay, fine. And they were like long hair and stuff, you know. I mean, okay. I said, good. I said, I don't know how am I going to do because I'm, I'm probably auditioning after years. I don't know how my voice is going to come out. So that happened. And then my turn came and they said, which song you'd like to do? And I said, I don't know. You guys, are you guys familiar with Back in Black? They said, you do Back in Black? I said, yeah. And then we did Back in Black. We did Sweet Child of Mine and we did uh, Roadhouse Blues. And then that's it. That was the end of the, um, their, their search. I was in with that band. I remember we were called the eighth creation and then we graduated into calling ourselves Drushti. And we did, we played a few shows here and there in Delhi uh, at some of the local pubs, at some of the open uh, air auditoriums and stuff like that. And it was a, it was a great mix. We played for G corporate shows. Um, so again, music was somehow, you know, music somehow came back. You, you, you know, like when you like or love some, something passionately, the universe kind of delivers it to you yes. in the most expected and unknown ways. And I said, this is great, man. Wherever I'm going, music is not leaving me. So there is something in this, you know. So I rock and roll with those guys uh, while I was in uh, Delhi, Gurgaon. I came back to Pune because I got a job with uh, Verita Software. Again, as a bilingual uh, support individual, started my career with them. And close to my hometown, you know, like all the more. And then I had applied for Canadian immigration at the same time. So I was in Pune. My uh, ex-bandmates from Vertigo, they were in Pune. And, you know, like we met for a drink or two. And they said, you know, like, what do you, what's your plan? I said, I'm going to be here for at least an, at least a year before I get my immigration to Canada. Said, you want to start rolling again? I said, sure, let's do it. And it was phenomenal. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a comeback after a long time with my band that I had started a number of years ago. And what a feeling it is to play with the same guys, um, you know, bigger and better music, you know, because you graduate into maturity, your maturity levels have changed, the choice of songs have changed, you know, like from hard and heavy stuff, you kind of graduate into Pink Floyd and Sting and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was a, it was an amazing journey to see ourselves getting transformed and deliver that to the people and a beautiful journey beautiful it's, it's, it's a huge accomplishment you know and monetary gains in this situation when you're in bandwagon 
for me monetary gain was always secondary although we did get decent amount of monetary uh, exposure uh, but that wasn't the main thing for me for main thing for me was to practice to play the songs to go out there on stage and rock it you know and do it right <laughs> superb so don't keep money in mind um, balance your career with passion um, you know you'll probably have it easier if you have a career along with music don't just completely rely on music and of course you know as time goes by and if your music becomes your career then why not but uh, you know incidentally that doesn't happen for everyone some of us need yeah. jobs some of us yeah, yeah. Uh, need to get you know little practical so yeah, superb yeah. so this was the mid 2000s you know uh, 2004 2005 before you moved to canada what happened next so i came to canada along with my wife 2004 and um, obviously the main thing is to be to um, establish yourself with um, the canadian side of um, of things and then mm-hmm. that happened i started my first job in canada 2004 with logitech canada in the consumer electronics industry had to learn a lot about consumer electronics I had no freaking experience about that but i did i had no choice and things started happening so bounced off from that job to second and third uh, by the time i com- came to my third job in canada which was around 2009 2010 i somehow got together with these uh, friends from uh, pune and um, again the same thing they said like you want to you guys want to get together and you guys want to you know form something i said yeah man let's let's do it so this friend called us over and you know we went to his place in his uh, basement where we where he had studio set up because he was also into sound engineering and playing drums and all and that unit started we started practicing every weekend at his place and picked up songs and uh, eventually got into original songs etc etc and uh, and then we came up with a, a decent list of 7 8 songs for ready to go for the for the album and we did that and then we shot our um, you know first video also in um, uh, in canada here and we were doing pretty well we were doing pretty well the band started getting known to people locally um uh, but then again maintaining a band is not a very easy thing to do uh, because especially when you're in a in a situation where you have to you know um, um feed your family be there for your family and you know your priorities change you know it's not it's no longer the college life you know what you have to decide when you're in a family situation what are your priorities whether you want to devote time to your family whether you want to devote time to your band because band is a commitment just like your family just like your work right so are you capable of handling three fronts at the same time and sometimes it does get tough depending upon what you give more weightage to you know and your family situation might be different your financial situation might be different everybody has their own um, walk of life you know so you got to gauge your walk of life and make those decisions so for me it was a straight up decision that you know fine i did this again in canada we did music we did album and all that but right now i'm going to step down because i have to concentrate on my family right and so that's what i did at the time and you know no regrets like whatever i did with those guys it was great those were amazing guys we we had some phenomenal you know time together rehearsing and making music um uh, so that's that's as far as the journey in canada is concerned and then after 7 years we were hit by this pandemic where music came back rigorously in me you know and i'm happy about that 
and uh, and what was your experience like in another country you know uh, it's a cultural change people are different uh, what was that like little little bit tell us a little bit about that as well be flexible be humble be adjusting and know what opportunities you can capitalize on like don't be adamant and say that oh i've done this shit in india so i have to be this and people have to respect me this and that people will respect you no matter what but you have to present yourself as somebody that's capable of receiving that respect right i mean you have to make changes to your attitude you cannot have that thing in your mind that i worked 10 years in india at this position and that's what i need to do and no it doesn't work that way you know you got to capitalize look for avenues you know do your search do whatever it takes to um sometimes you have to change your stream and it doesn't matter you know and it's fine it's totally fine as long as you're comfortable with it go for it and that's the principle i had I, like i mentioned to you i came to canada i had no clue about consumer electronics when i took up my first job and it was a corporate job it was a great job it was a call center technical support job and i had no freaking clues like what are inputs and what are auxiliary i mean i knew auxiliary and all that but i didn't know like as far as stereo setting up a stereo system satellite radio and high definition tv i didn't have any clue about that we didn't use that in india <laughs> you know like i didn't have clue about what's hdmi and what's dvi input and this kind of thing but i learned i had no choice i had to bring that paycheck at the given time and i had to maintain the certain lifestyle and that's how i went that's that's how i look at it i mean if this is what you have been served do it you know don't make uh, nakras that i don't want to do this i don't want to do that this job is not for me man take it and then when you get something better respectfully transition over what's the big deal <laughs> make the most of whatever situation you're in uh, do the best and something good will happen if not now then after some time yeah 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 and you know what like from my first job uh, the same thing i had to move into a coordination role where you have to know geographic locations of every province in canada wow that was a challenge again like i had to keep one screen only to figure out the geographic locations where am i sending the technicians to do what and what's the urgency and stuff like that but if you don't learn buddy how are you going to manage your life because the whole life is learning you know you got to you got to be able to learn adapt yourself and you know make the most of uh, your beautiful life out there man don't get depressed there's nothing depressing about anything you know just rock it so so what is happening right now uh, right now are you working from home or what's the current scenario right now in your life yeah so for the past uh, uh, over a year ever since this pandemic hit the world we all have been stationed to work from home efficiently and we have been delivering like 150% in fact when you work from home you have more responsibilities you're more accountable and you're more um ownership driven so that's what's happening so i work from home every day um 8:30 to 5 whatever sometimes it goes a little over it doesn't matter um so that's happening but because of that music came back into my life i was able to watch a lot of musicians on facebook get involved in a lot of uh, different people different type of music i had never sung hindi songs I got into singing Hindi songs. I could never imagine I was able to. I would have been able to do Hindi songs because that's a different technique right there. Uh, but I did that, and that's the need of the hour. You do it. You know, uh, people like that. There's a lot of Indian community that likes Hindi singing, 
in, in the last six months, me and my uh, buddies, we formed this small unit called A to T Music. So it's myself and my friend Atul and Titus. We came with this uh, equation. And um, we used to book ourselves at this rehearsal place. Like how you said, jam pads, we have something called rehearsal factory where you have phenomenal sound systems. Everything is like there, Marshalls and Ingalls and all your amps, your drum kit, everything. Everything is soundproof. You've got like 20, 25 rooms uh, equipped with everything. So we go there. We impromptu pick up songs. You know, right now you have so much um, capability on guitar, ultimate guitar. You download the app, put it in front of you, put it on scrolling, and you can literally read the chords and play. So that's what we do. We don't rehearse. We pick up random numbers, Marathi, Hindi, English, whatever. So Anand, I think right now is the time uh, of the interview, you know, where people are thinking, yeah, this person has talked about music. We should maybe hear him sing or play the guitar or something. So do you think you can manage like, you know, maybe not entire songs, but maybe snippets of, you know, maybe two or three of your favorite songs, if you can just get your acoustic or something. <laughs> Lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you so Thanks, much, bud. bro. Uh, would you also Thank like to do one more number? Uh, maybe like an English number? It'll be really awesome. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> 
super man thank you so much anand it was great great having you on the show it was lovely listening to your stories it was lovely listening to your songs you know you are uh, uh, an awesome guy you know who has been through so many ups and downs in your life bands came musicians came great opportunities came you shifted your countries but you've somehow you know managed to um, make the best of the situation and i'm pretty sure that you know once people listen to your story they're going to be super inspired uh would you like to you know tell everybody how was your experience of being on the ashish david show kickass electric ecstatic and action driven that's all like and it comes up and sums up in these four words it is brilliant you have a freedom of expression you have a freedom of not i mean obviously speech but more to do with freedom of expression ashish is a phenomenal guy i mean you know listening is important and that you do very well my friend uh, you give a lot of uh, leverage to people to explain their side of the story without kind of you know uh, making them nervous or anything so i think great platform amazing platform i myself would help you any time with anything that you require i personally love ashish david show i watch a lot of episodes and rock and roll rock and roll and let's help this let's help build this even stronger and better and spread rock and roll um at one point of time you have to start you have to stop bothering your brain and just do action you know actions speak louder than words don't think too much there are 60000 thoughts that pop in your head every day some of them are useful some of the most of them are useless so <laughs> go with the flow go with the flow don't think too much overthinking kills you just be there you want to do it you like what ashish is doing come out there with your skill your talent your message and that's what that's all that's required man that's just do it superb and if you are one of those people just like anand kulkarni who got in touch with me got on the show and now you just saw his episode all you need to do is just make a four or a five minute video telling me you know if you've seen any episodes and why uh, you know you like the show and you want to be on the show and also a little brief introduction about yourself and you just need to whatsapp it to me on uh, plus 91 which is the india code 81008100322 very simple uh, get in touch with me on instagram on facebook wherever you want to and uh, you can be a part of the ashish david show as well thank you anand for being a part of the show uh, we love you and uh, look forward you know when i have a next conversation with you i want to yeah. know all the other awesome experiences that happened and where your musical journey and you know your love for the french language took you forward Absolutely absolutely looking forward looking forward have a great evening man take care bye bye thank you so much take care bye bye